them up, knock them down I'm the greatest in my time, I'm the greatest yeah. This is take three, we're live <laughs> And usually we don't, we don't care about the takes No, we usually don't, we actually always just keep rolling Yeah, but it was, it was pretty But the first one I got hiccups really bad, <laughs> and they're still here the second one I butchered a quote <laughs> really bad. <laughs> it's the whole point, the whole topic of the podcast, and, and I butchered and it. And the quote was meant the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. This is Take 3. Uh, Luke Bachman here with Caleb Bossom, and today we are talking about... It's what I have, not what I had. Boom. Boom. And podcast. Yeah, drop the mic. No, but seriously, it's... Let me say that again. It's what I, ha what I have, not what I had. So... Everybody likes to think about, you know, what they could have or the grass is greener over there. And it's funny because I literally just saw um, Mike Stud post or just Mike now. Mike on the You Never Know podcast with Trevor Bauer. And um, it was all about like the grass looks greener over there. And it's like, OK, but what if it's not? And all this kind of stuff. But you got to get to the point where you're happy with where you're at and what you have and not dwelling over what you can have or what you think you need and all that kind of stuff like. And that brings me back to just living in the moment. Or even think about what you used to have. Too, yes, another, yes. Because even like, it's always so funny where people used to think this is such like a, a lazy and dumb quote, but it's a Babe Ruth quote of uh, yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. No, that's not. But it's, it's great. It's you know, true. You know what I mean? And it's, it's one of those things where you can look at it a couple different ways. Like the stuff I used to have, or it's like stuff that like, uh, say if you're, uh, if a player is being really cocky because last year he won the MVP. Yeah, Nobody cares because it's this year. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You're your, only as good as your, your touchdowns last year aren't going to help me win games this year. You know what I mean? Your home runs, your home runs because you won MVP last year aren't going to help us win games this year. And you're only as good as your last play. Totally. Like that's the, I love that quote because I've never even heard that quote before, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you played a lot of baseball games. That's surprising, <laughs> even for you, to not hear that quote. I know, but I love that because it's so funny. Because in our in our receiver room in Nevada, I keep bringing this up. My receiver coach has some had some good stuff to say, and he was always like. It, so, uh, everybody else, like every receiver was a flavor of the month and it's funny because it's like you're balling last week I mean this dude stepped up this week he's the guy it's like there's a new guy every week and you see that in the NFL games where I mean you have your guys obviously but every once in a while a dude will step up and then start getting more balls and it's just kind of like who's shining at the moment because mm -hmm. last week's game didn't matter did you step up this week and I love that totally so that that's like I kind of pivot us looking backwards but I also like the idea of the grass isn't always greener on the other side and uh, I am so, Lauren will, will definitely admit to how notorious I am for, I've got so much work to do this week. I've got, I'm so busy this week. I'm like, today is impacted by my schedule tomorrow in like a negative busy manner. And it's like, um, I used to think that like being busy was like good, like I'm being productive. When it's like being busy for the sake of being busy is fucking stupid. Yes. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. But I am notorious for not experiencing joy i, I like, I, i'm terrible at experiencing joy and about experiencing things that like i'm currently going through and enjoying that moment yeah i'm like it's something i've gotten better at like especially this last year but even still i really really struggle with it because it's like uh so business stuff to do to do better and i create these like anxieties and problems about like but like what about when i get to like this level and like well now if, if i'm making this much money and if i pay for this and like how am I gonna pay for that when I, don't, I haven't even bought it yet? You know what I mean? And like stupid things, which are like, aren't decisions that should overwhelm me. Yeah. But they also make me not experience of like some of the success I'm having right now. That I'm like notorious for 
worrying about like or worrying about how a meal might affect me and not actually enjoying a meal Bro. you know what i mean like oh my god i saw something on thanksgiving and you know how i am and i always talk about it on here like i'm a psychopath when it comes to that shit and i've really learned my lesson um and i'm gonna post some separate stuff for athletes that i that i struggle with but i saw a dude post like when you're on your deathbed or 20 years from now you're not gonna look back and regret eating that piece of pie on thanksgiving 2020 yeah. You're gonna regret not spending time with your family, enjoying that piece of pie, and just living in that moment. And I can totally mellow with you on that whole like anxiety thing. Like I have FOMO of not being productive. And it's so funny because like, I'm like, I'm always looking for something or like when I was going through the process of, of trying to, you know, go to the NFL the way I was last year, it's different this year, but I'm always like looking for an opportunity to like, you know, reach out to somebody or, or, or I'm like, I'm, like I'm missing a DM or like, no bro, like, you're not gonna miss an opportunity within that the four five hour window that you're spending time with your family or your girlfriend or whatever the case is. And it's funny because um, I preach this right, like I'm with all these kids, I'm coaching at Togethership, and I'm telling them like, dude, you need to you need to chill out. You're doing too much. And one kid was literally in tears, and he was like, I just feel like if I'm not if I'm not being productive, I take a day off. Someone else is getting better than me, and it hit me, and I'm like, bro, that's exactly how I think, yeah. and it's literally toxic. Like you literally drive yourself in the ground and burn yourself out, and you don't enjoy little things because you're like eating on Thanksgiving or doing this is gonna take away from this when it doesn't, bro. Like you need you need that sanity. You need that moment, you need to enjoy those moments. Totally, and like, I just got back from like a four day vacation, uh, four or five day vacation with my girlfriend and the first three or four days were really great, but I could catch myself like knowing that like, oh, I'm leaving, we're leaving tomorrow. And then, like the last day, like the last night, I was thinking about like all the things I do when I got home. Oh, and it didn't ruin the last night, but it was like still taking up brain space where it was like, dude, it was that last night that like, admittedly, I probably wasn't fully present enjoying it with her. Yeah. It, which sucked because it's like, and I got home and all this stuff was waiting for me and I knew exactly what to do and I just, I did it, but it was like, I could have done all of that stuff and put all the thought that day when I was home doing it, not the night before when I was enjoying wine tasting with her. And I really, I really believe that too because my one of my biggest regrets was like, um, I was out in Hawaii for like two months and I regret just not being in every single moment. You know what I mean? And like, and I was too worried about this, this, and this happening or what, if I'm not prepared. And that's the thing is like, there's, there, there's balance. There's, there could easily be balance of you putting that work in and still having fun. I mean, not ruining the work you put in, but like just enjoying the little moments with your family and girlfriend and whatever the case is and soaking up everything after you got your work in, you know, like there could be a great balance with it. And I get caught up like you where it's just like, no, I need to be productive. I need to get ahead. I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. Where it's like, no, man, like go enjoy that time off. Go enjoy this. Go enjoy that. And then get your work in or get your work in tomorrow. Just don't worry about tomorrow's workout today. Totally. You know what I mean? Like totally. tomorrow's, it's going to be there uh -huh. anyway. And I saw another good thing where it was like, you're worried about going to school for four years because in four years, you're going to be 36. Well, in four years, you're going to be 36 whether you go to school or not. <laughs> so you're going to be 36, right? So I thought that was kind of funny that like we're stressing about all this shit, but it's going to come anyway. Yeah. Um, but then vice versa. So I've been posting about A Star is Born a lot. And it like literally... Because it's a great movie. It's a so, great movie. So First good. of all, Bradley Cooper, incredible actor, incredible director. He's, a, he's an inspiration for, for me growing up my hair. Facts. I was thinking about cutting it and I was like, he looks dope in this movie. I'm definitely doing it. Um, I get goosebumps talking about like it literally... A movie has never hit me so deep, dude. And um, what it did for me was that I'm watching it. Um, it's, it's crazy. I don't want to spoil too much, but... You know, there comes the point where they're looking back at all the memories, right, of, of, of Bradley Cooper in the movie. Um, God, why am I forgetting his name in the movie? Jackson Maine. Jackson Maine. God, yeah. So looking back on his relationship with Jackson Maine, and it hit me that, like, 
everything becomes a memory, right? And we we take so many things for granted that, like, and I, I go back to high school, where you're with high school, you're with all your boys, you show up every single day, you get to talk to shit at lunch, you guys go to practice, you guys bullshit, right? And the day goes by, and it just keeps happening, and it just goes by, goes by, goes by, and then we look back like, damn, remember, like, I saw that kid every day in high school, and we did this, and we did that, now we're in college, we're separated, and then we come back for breaks, and we have fun over breaks, and then whatever, and then I had it in college where I'm texting, you know, one of my friends, Hunter, and I'm like, bro, like, remember, like, I could just walk down to your house, and we're like, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing today? We're gonna go to the gym. Like, we just spent so much time together, and then it's gone, and it's just memories. And we never really sit down in these moments and really experience every moment, like you're talking about, like, every sense, the, like, the, the feeling you have in these moments, what we smell, like, literally look around and smell the roses type shit. Like, and I know it's funny and cliche, but it's real where we never do that. We're always worried about something else or in our phone texting or, scrolling through shit, looking at what could be better. It's just like, I've literally tried to make it a point. I told my girlfriend, I owe her so much more than what I give because I'm always in that FOMO mode, right? Totally. Like, and I want to enjoy life. I, I do not want to look back on my deathbed. And the craziest thing I ever heard was Aubrey Marcus did a um, did a poll of like older older people and, like, and they're honestly like they're dying, right? And he asked them questions. What's the one thing you regret? And like 90% of them said working too hard because they're always working, 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 they look back like, damn, I should have enjoyed way more of my life, and it's fucking sad. Have you ever seen Ratatouille? Yes. When he, like, tells the guy to, like, taste the cheese with the wine, and he closes his eyes, and real quick, he's, like, high, he's going through a trip. Yeah. But he, like, actually, like, sees and feels the flavor. Yeah. You know, have you ever actually, like, tasted food? Like, yeah. like that sounds like a dumb question. No, have you ever I, actually, I, like, tasted the actual food? I inhale it. So, exactly, and then, uh, I'm so hungry now that like, we're talking about this. <laughs> I've been talking about food for like an hour and a half now. But so I went wine tasting for the first time on that uh, vacation. And I sat there and I was, because going into it, I was like, I don't like wine. So Lauren was like, well, are you going to try them or no? You don't have to. I'm like, well, no, I'm here. I want to try them. But then like they were giving me like the notes of what I'm supposed to taste. And I actually like experienced like swishing around my mouth and like experiencing like, oh, it's, I, I do taste blueberries. And then I can mix it with this cheese. And I was like, that, even if I didn't like it, I like. Why are we not going through every single thing like that? Like every single meal, great, but every song, the road that you drive down every day, like mm -hmm. you probably are missing ninety five percent of like the stuff that yeah, when you drive, yeah. like when you drive down Bank and you're like, that business is over there. There's a random sandwich shop down there. I wonder if it's good. I don't know, but there's some cool business owner I bet that runs that. Like, bro, just God, I love that. Like the experience of. You know what it is, man? We go into everything with expectations. So we already like, it goes back to the last podcast where we're talking about how you're supposed to feel, how you're supposed to taste. People tell you what you're supposed to feel, how you're supposed to, like all that stuff. Like if we go into everything with no expectation, we would feel everything because we're not expecting to feel a certain way. Do you went into your wine tasting just so open-minded to the fact of like, yeah, I'm going to try this, this, and this. And that's what you know, my girlfriend did for me when I went to Hawaii, I was just trying everything. I had no expectation all this great stuff happens, you know? And it's like, if we did that with every aspect of our life, if you went to practice, you went to a game, if you went to everything with just no expectation and just living in the moment, I look back, bro, like in sold out stadiums at Oregon when it's so loud. And I'm like, there was one moment, uh, last my senior year when I were playing Oregon and I'm looking around like, damn, this is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, and that was the first time I actually stopped in a couple times in football that's happened to me. And it's the moments I'll hold on to forever. And it's like, don't let those moments pass you by, man. Like, just experience it. Have no expectations. And God, that they, like, they gave me, like, nostalgia. Like, it's true. Like, sometimes I drive with no music or anything, and I'm just 
how I'm feeling, like what comes to my head. And as, as hippie or whatever you want to call it, as it sounds like, I'm starting to address the thoughts that come to my head, um, feel them. Like, what am I thinking about? Like actually being conscious of what I'm thinking about mm -hmm. and accepting it and then just going, going with the flow of what's being like water, man. And, and I know it's kind of whatever, but. And well, another like cool way to think about it is like, so your experience, whenever you're, you're driving, you're tasting a meal, you're listening to a song, like there's another human that went through that creative process to create what you're experiencing right now. Oh my God, and bro. Like, yeah, we're getting super meta now that I'm thinking about it. I love this. It. No, okay, let's go, let's go. But, let's open the rabbit hole. But like there, there was some creative process. There was an idea that was sparked at some point of like, when that bottle of wine was created and those notes and those everything was put together and then I tasted it with that cheese and like I'm in a some wine tasting restaurant like that some guy founded years ago in this random city in between Slow and Orange County. And it's like there were a what? bunch of, yeah. there's a bunch of people that like had these creative ideas that like if you sit there and think about and actually experience, it's really hard to like have a shitty experience. Well, Even if you like don't like the food that you're doing, like it's harder to say like well, I don't like this taste, but also I'm in a cool place. Like I'm with her, like the temperature is awesome regardless of what it is. Like there's cool people around me going through the same shit right now, wine tasting, experiencing this, tasting these crackers, just doing all of this stuff, going through it all. It's really cool if you sit there and actually like absorb that moment. Bro, and what I love is, um, it's respecting. It's respecting the creativity, it's respecting the artist, it's respecting the work and like I think sometimes you have to be in another state of mind to appreciate certain things um and the thing is like music videos or songs or like when you go to another place and you actually listen to lyrics and you watch these music videos and you actually see the message they're trying to put across or you watch a star is born from a deeper level and you like actually see what they're trying to portray and I listen I actually went further and looked up interviews with Bradley Cooper to like see what he was trying to get across and he's explaining these scenes of, of what exactly he was trying to do and I'm like bro this dude is a legit like an artist like it's mm -hmm. it's an art of what they're trying to create um the same thing with football of a route and how it comes together perfectly with the timing everything is art and when you respect it and you live in the moment and you try to see through other people's eyes we're going to get back to that topic of perspective but that's what it is when you like when you watch these and you listen and you really are into these moments, man, you're gonna feel something different that you didn't feel before because you're opening your heart and your mind to these kind of things. Yeah, and if you've ever tried something that was hard as shit, you respect other people who try things. Yes, absolutely. So then as soon as you realize that like, whatever you're going through, whether it's that song, whether it's that random, like even if it's like some ugly building that you, that you drive through, it's some bumpy road, it's something, you know? At one point, some person created that and thought that idea and this project was cool as shit and it was their thing. So as, even if you like it or don't, you have to respect that at some point, somebody built this thing, created this thing, came up with this idea and thought it was cool as shit and made it their own. Yeah, and you respect the hustle, man. And that's the perspective that I kind of want to talk about. And that's what A Star Is Born sparked for me too was you never know what someone went through to get to where they're at. You don't know someone else's journey, so stop judging, stop pointing fingers, stop acting like you know people. Or when they post something on social media and you're like, oh, did you see what so-and-so posts? Like, who the fuck cares? If that's what makes that person happy and they posted it, let them live their life. If that doesn't affect you whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, the journey that you don't know what someone else is going through, their wins are different, or you don't know, all you see is them standing on that stage accepting that award. You don't know what happened to get there. You don't know the behind the scenes, the, 
the the hours, the sleepless nights, all that, you don't know any of that shit. So stop sitting here and judging those people. And that's why I felt with Jackson Maine, um, you know, it was just like, you you don't see the dark things that he's going through. And so for us to sit here and look at these people in such prestige, you know, fields and like guys like, you know, Justin Bieber dropped that song Lonely. And that was the mm -hmm. first thing I thought of was like, that's what made me hit different on watching that music video after I watched that movie. I was like, bro, like he was really going through some shit and we're all sitting here judging him as a kid, bro. Like, like this kid's a dick, this kid's so, like you have no idea what people are going through. So why are we so judgmental when we have our own issues? Like, yeah, that's like in the, the roast of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Where it was, was awesome. It was, was pretty great too. It was great. But yeah. he, he was, uh, there was like one line, like I'm not, I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember it right away, but he's like, Guys, this is what happens when you give a 16-year-old kid $200 million. Yeah. If you thought something else was going to happen, you've never been a 16-year-old kid with $200 million. Well, exactly. So why are you being judgmental? Yeah. Like, fuck. I... Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's like Johnny Manziel. Like, I just listened to a podcast with Mike Stone and Johnny Manziel, and it's um, he's sitting there talking about, like, people are, are talk so much shit on Johnny Manziel and Johnny Football, right? And I'm like, I like my 13 different people. They're the same person. But... Bro, if I was Johnny Manziel as a true freshman, just won the Heisman, and Drake wanted to fly me out, oh, I'm going to say no? Shut the yeah. fuck up. You're going to. Yeah. You're going to, bro. Or Reggie Bush for taking uh, money, a car, and a house for his mom that they're living in poverty. Like, you're going to take that money too, bro. So stop pointing fingers and be judgmental. If you were in that position, you would have done the same thing. So that's kind of where I hate when people are so judgmental about that shit because then I have to check myself sometimes too. I'm judgmental totally. all the time. Totally. Totally. And I need to check myself. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I'm really, really working on it. You just don't know what someone's demons are, man. And you just don't want to be the reason. And like I say, you can be the better or the worse in your responses to people. You could really be the game changer of that someone where you reach out and you're super supportive. You're like, hey, man, I see your grind and, and I just want to let you know I'm rooting for you. That could change everything. That could spiral so much creativity or just just something to keep them going one more day. You know what I mean? Or you could be vice versa, be a dick, be super judgmental and talk a bunch of shit. And that could be the reason for them not to want to, not to, want to go any longer. You know what I mean? So just... Really be careful about who you're judging and why you're judging. Yeah, so there's a, a scene in a show, Ted Lasso. It's my latest favorite show. It's uh, Jason Sudeikis, who is one of our favorite actors. Uh, it's on uh, Apple TV Plus or Apple Plus, whatever it's called, the streaming service. One of 700 of them now. <laughs> uh, so Ted Lasso is a American football coach who goes over to England to coach a soccer team. And so the whole entire show is just about him basically uh, coaching a soccer team, uh, but basically like learning the customs and the lifestyle and just the differences, the cultural differences. Mm -hmm. And so he's in a, uh, a pub out there playing, uh, he gets challenged to play darts. And in England, I guess darts are, are really intense. You love that. Really intense. <laughs> but he gets challenged by this uh, dickhead billionaire uh, because this guy is, this billionaire is overly confident. He's got the young, the young chick and he's just kind of being an asshole. And uh, so uh, he challenges Jason Sudeik, or Jason Sudeikis challenges him to a game of darts. And he goes up to the dartboard jokingly and throws two darts right-handed. First one misses the board, and the next one hits a one. So this guy uh, uh, was like, yeah, okay, I'll take this challenge. Just being a dick after seeing Jason Sudeikis be really bad. Yeah. He's got one dart left. He goes, all right, cool, what do you want to play for? And he goes, uh, let's play for a... Two thousand, uh, like two thousand dollars, and the guy and Jason Sudeikis is like, I can't do that. That's a little too much. But let's play for this, and I don't want to spoil what they play for. But it's a lot bigger than two thousand dollars. It's a lot more important to the plot of the show. And he goes, Okay, fine. Like the billionaire is like, Whatever, sure. And Jason Sudeikis looks up and goes, Oh, I forgot I'm left-handed. Perfect bullseye. And the guy's kind of like, Oh, 
shit. I hustled so, him, yeah. So they're, they're talking a little bit, and uh, the billionaire is good at darts, he's playing, and he closes the game up uh, early. And uh, so Jason Sudeikis goes, so what do I need, uh, what do I need to, or no, he's like, he almost wins, and Jason Sudeikis is, uh, needs like 180 points to win or something like that. And he's like, so what do I need to win? And he goes, uh, two triple 20s and a bullseye is what he needs. And he goes, see, if you would have just uh, take some time, and he, then he goes in the story, goes, you know what? I was driving my son to school one day, and I saw a sign. It was a billboard. The billboard said, "Be curious, not judgmental." And it's a quote from, I believe, Walt Whitman. And he goes, "If you were just curious and asked me, hey, have you ever played darts before?" I would have told you I played darts every single Sunday from 10 years old to 16 years old with my dad at a bar, and I used to beat him until he passed away. And I've played darts almost every Sunday since. And then he throws two triple 20s in a bullseye and he wins in front of everybody. But it's the idea is if that guy was just curious and not being a judgmental prick, he wouldn't have gotten embarrassed in a pub in front of a bunch of people. But we can all take that same exact story of if we were just a little bit more curious rather than judgmental, we would stop giving so much headspace and thought into negative, like negative ideas and negative thoughts that aren't helpful to anybody. We also give these judgmental thoughts uh, about people where they don't even know so they're not getting affected they don't it's not that they don't give a shit they don't know so it doesn't take up any of their brain space it only takes up ours and it only negative negatively impacts us so as soon as we are curious and not judgmental we can start to eliminate that and as soon as we start to eliminate that then our life can actually change and you can start to joyfully go through every moment and experience that was amazing i was like fully locked in right there and the th yeah i mean i love being curious and not judgmental um because that, when you're judgmental, you eliminate so many opportunities for yourself. You eliminate so many things that could possibly happen. Like, you're being judgmental to this person. You guys could have been great friends. You guys could have hit it off. Or he could have he could offered you a job or something. Like, I mean, you just never know when you're judgmental. Like, oh, that guy's such a douchebag. And you're like, and then you meet him. And then you like him. And you're like, God, why? You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, so we could eliminate all that stuff. And a funny thing, like, I'll give my sister a shout out. Very rare. But she was talking about how she she's, like, very open-minded and, um, you know, she's so about like, I'm going to live my life and like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And she's like, my name's been brought up in so many rooms that I've never walked into that it comes to the point where I'm living in, in these people's heads rent free. That's like, you know what I mean? And, it, and I was like, damn, like it was kind of a bar, but I was like, well, it's true. Like you're living in people's heads rent free because they're so judgmental. They're so curious, like that. It's like, it's curious in the wrong way in a sense where like they just keep thinking about you and all this kind of shit. And like you said, it's not affecting me whatsoever. Like you just keep bringing my name up and you're so, and I'm just going to keep doing me. And you're going to keep being that judgmental person that is, to, is needs to bring me up in your group chats and all that kind of shit. And that's kind of what I thought of. Um, but I love the whole curious, don't be and judgmental. It's like one of those things, like, have you ever like, go, know that you have to have a conversation with somebody yeah. later in the day, or you know that you're going to ask them to have a conversation. Yeah. So then you go through a couple hours <laughs> of this argument that you think you're going to get into. And then, you asked me if you could have a conversation. So they weren't even aware. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, sure. But you're already like pissed at them because of this like random made up conversation in your head. And then you like, you come in hot to this conversation and you ruin everything. And they're like, yeah, what, what the fuck? I'm so like, guilty of I, that. So am I. But it's one of those things where if, as soon, if we were like not as judgmental before it and we don't have those like conversations with ourselves thinking that it's actually with them, but it's not then you can start to actually build much better relationships and again enjoy moments when like hey we're gonna have a conversation later and it's gonna be about this this or this it alleviates all of that yeah and it's it 
you're making up situations in your head that might never happen. And that's kind of the whole thing of having expectations kind of mm -hmm. circling back. Um, don't have expectations. You're going, you should go into conversations, especially tough ones with your, your significant other or a person or a boss, whatever the case is with no expectations or I hate the, Hey, we need to talk. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know, and you start like putting all this uh -huh. stuff into your head and blah, blah, blah. When first of all, it could, it might be a little tough, but it might help you grow like whatever. But you put all these situations into your head that literally might not even happen. So we're stressing over shit that you, you made up all this stuff in your head and created all this stress for literally no reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I love that. That was awesome. Cool. I love the story about Jason Sudeikis and darts. And um, don't be a dick. I'm not going to lie. That was a good episode. That, I enjoyed that, it. That was a really good episode. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We're getting... Um, we're going to be getting more, a little bit more open on this dialogue and um, just open in general as far as the stuff going on. So I hope you guys uh, have stayed with us at this point and um, continue to stay with us longer. And we really, really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. One love.